All right. It is May 18th, bracket 2022, but that's less important. We really only care about the month and the day. Here, at 365 days of Hidomariso. That's right. It's been a bit, but we're back. Um, we're back. Our first one in um, in first one in May. Our, we're leaving the month of April finally. Well, we've left it a while ago, but as far as the show is concerned, these are adjacent episodes. They're adjacent months. All right. I have no more ramble. Um, this is a favorite from season one of mine. This is episode four, season one, um, May eighteenth. Singing and shortcake. This is such a good one. I think this is probably probably one of just the most fun front to back episodes in season one it's just like non-stop um japes non-stop japes and jollies um this is such a great like full perfect day of of school you know you wake up you get some chores done in the morning you go to school oh my god it's perfect outside perfect weather sketching outdoors um in many ways our lives are similar, mine and Yuno's, because today, May 18th, was also perfect weather. And at my job, I have to go outdoors a lot. So yeah, pretty much the same thing here. Um, instead of painting, I was making the sandwiches and the demi-class. Um, yeah, yeah, so going through chronologically as we do, um, Yuno wakes up ahead of the alarm clock, which is, oh my god, this is the greatest feeling in the world. Um, this is so, so badass. Catching your alarm clock by like two minutes is just, that's peak human performance. You really can't get much better than that. There's a couple of puns in this episode that I feel really don't get translated well. And the first one is right before the OP. We have Aji and Atsui. Um, I think some of the, uh, subs you can find for this season have some translation notes where they comment on it. Um, Man, uh, they don't really translate it very well, though, but that's fine. I, like, I know it's hard to do, so I'm not going to harp on it too much. But um, yeah, rough stuff here on the subs. Um, Aji and Atsui, I would love to drive some mackerel, but I would not. Um, I don't have a balcony for it. Man, that's so good, though. Um, and once again, Mia just ahead of the game in terms of like the home um, charcuterie, the home preserves, uh, super next level. She should, they should replace Brad in Bon Appetit with her. She's never given anyone botulism. They never talk about botulism on Hidamari sketch because they don't get it. Um, and then we got some chores before school. Beautiful, perfect way to live your life. You know, it's been like a couple months of warming up to the routine, but she's clearly already on top of it. She's really getting cozy in it. The confidence to do chores before your daily like school slash work is just oh it's incredible um and then of course we got sketching outdoors um mia with her lactose intolerance um and then sketching outdoors is a couple notes here um there's one thing that i am positive is a reference to a famous painting that shot they have of the hitamari um or the Yamabuki ground flower beds where principal's watering them. This exact shot with that framing and those geometric shapes of the flower boxes, something about the angle and the perspective they're shot at really makes me think it's a very specific reference. I can never... The painting that I think it is, every time this happens, I look up the painting. The painting I'm talking about is The Garden of Death by Finnish painter Hugo Simberg, bracket 1896. Um, every time I think it's this painting, it doesn't look as much like it when I Google it. So I'm no longer that certain, but it's still the thing that I go to in my head for, oh, this is that painting. Uh, if you know what painting this is, please let me know. I would love to hear. 
Um, I am never that sure. I've never really been sure, sure, but like I, whatever, moving on. Um, it's great painting either way, um, be it the Hugo Simberg or is it a different one? I'm not sure. Um, lots of really good bits in a row here. We have, of course, the random um, girls running out of the bushes. She goes, are you dating each other? This is definitely the most LGBT forward episode, and we get through almost the entire acronym, I would say, in this one episode. Pretty powerful. Because obviously up next we have the new half bit, which we discussed in the podcast. Um, we've talked about the new half joke. I fucking love it. I think it's really good. Um, to me, this is the kind of joke, the new quarter bit. It just is like... That to me is flagging. I think that Ume Sensei is flagging with this and it's um it's perfect. Um I really gotta find out what exactly the comic says uh in Japanese. I'm assuming it's the same dialogue, but I think I mentioned this in the podcast as well. The official um I wanna say it's Viz Media, where it's called Sunshine Sketch. Um they just straight up put put uh the T slur in there, which is incredible. Just next level shit from like oh five or whatever. Um you, you can't get that these days. You just can't find um, anime localizers putting slurs in manga anymore. Uh, was the R slur in Azumanga Dayo, then the T slur in, in Sunshine Sketch. Oh, they're taking away all of our fun words. Um, really, really goofy, but still, I think it's still a great bit. I'm, I'm going to defend this bit till I die. Um, uh, we, I think this part's really cute where she sees the Yamabuki Jizo and she starts to think of her dad and like the punchline is that her dad has like a full head of hair. It'd be funny if her dad was bald. Um, but you have her like a couple, you know, a month or two out from having moved out. She's starting to get comfy in her routine, but you know, she's missing her parents. And I think Yamabuki Jizo representing karma in this episode is really good because I feel like everyone who goes to it gets exactly what they want from it. Um, like, you know, uh, you know, sort of misses her parents. She gets that gift box in the mail of the vegetables, which is one of the greatest things you can receive. Um, honestly, like, like vegetables from your parents from up, from uptown is like fantastic. You really can't get much better than that. Um, in this, I am jealous, but also much like my life, I swear to God, not, um, not 15 minutes before sitting down to record this. I went outside, um, and not only um, did I have a great time outside? It's perfect weather. I was going down to sit down on my milk crate that I use for cigarette smoking, and there, someone had tucked a $10 bill underneath it. Like, not like it's on the ground, like it was underneath the crate, and I'm like, I don't know. I'm still kind of fucked up about it. I don't know who did that. If you did that, thank you so much. Um, I'm a little bit suspicious, though. I feel like something has been taken from my house of indeterminate value, and I just can't figure out what. Um, so I'm trying to, I, I don't know, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get over it. I'm kind of like looking a gift horse in the mouth right now, so I'm not gonna worry about it. Um, in this way, our lives are very similar. Getting random presents at the doorstep. Um, the caterpillar appears as well, which is, uh, one of the, like, season-long threads starts showing up here. Um, along with another one later on in the karaoke segment of the episode, which is, oh, perfect, perfected. This is a really tough episode to watch during, um, like, you know, post-COVID. I cannot fucking wrangle my friends to go to karaoke to save my life. I need this so badly. I need to go to karaoke so badly. I've never been to one that has the calorie counter, but my god, what a time that sounds like. I bet I would I would save just as much calories as Hero. Uh, I would do I would do just as good as her. Not better, not better, but just as good. 
Um, this episode probably has, I think, two of the best Psy outfits because they're just Uniqlo solids, um, but she rocks them. And I think the outfits at karaoke are probably, like, for the whole four, maybe my favorite outfits in season one, maybe both season one and two. They're just super solid. Hero's puffy jacket is fucking perfect um, with the shearling and the little, little, um, I don't know what they're called, but those, like, fasteners are so cute. Um, Mia got her little vest on, her fucking little puffer vest, so good. Sai once again with the Uniqlo solids, you know, she's she's great at those. She has like a model presentation, and then uh, you know in her funny little girl outfit, um, fantastic. I love Hero's coat so much in this one. Um, another fun karaoke bit, obviously the recurring bit. We have um, Yuno's tone deafness, which is like I think this. It's like not only a funny joke, but like the whole whenever it comes back in the show either when she sings it or like they hear the song in the background or like Miyako sings it like haphazardly like I think a couple of times after this you'll hear Miyako singing the tone deaf version of um of um uh song glider I forgot what the song is called sky glider something like that um you'll hear Miyako singing the you know uh tone deaf version and it's like so sweet dude oh my god I think taking Tone Deaf Friends to karaoke is honestly baller because it reminds you how fun karaoke is and how everyone, everyone has a song in their heart and they're all different. Um, going back to the Yamabuki Jizo having a karma thread, you know, we have um, Yuno missing her parents, getting a, a gift from her parents. We have, um, we have Miyako sort of like looking for, you know, looking for kickbacks from the deity and getting the opposite of that. She gets her food stolen. Um, I think the bit about the pylon is quite good as well. We also have Sai visiting it and then Sai has come up and survives later on with the um, embarrassment of having of having visited Yamabuki Jesus. She got exactly what she wanted. She got attention from Hiro. Um, and then we have, of course, Hiro... Um, this is not related to Yamabuki Jizo, but it's a very nice little, like, I think in this episode, everyone has um, something in the first half that pays off in the second half when they're at karaoke, and it's just very well done. And uh, Hiro, obviously, the bit with the little girl with the Fua Fua um, fluffy Onesan uh, bit is pretty classic, but I think it's probably one of the best, like, hero diet bits because it is, um, it's one of those moments where her fears are completely assuaged as being, like, pretty nonsense, and she's still not cluing in, but, like, it's, like, the one of those moments where the universe is telling her. Um, it's, it's very sweet. I like it. Uh, there's a couple other little shouts here that I like. Um, the, the English song list is really funny. I actually, for the first time, paused to read it, and there's some really crazy shit in here. Um, I don't know what this means, but on the right, you can see the artist name and you have two artists all the way down. You have the fold ball and you have the sketch. I think I know where the sketch comes from, but fold ball is such a fantastic two words that I can't really suss that out. Like tatatama or something. I'm not sure what it would be in Japanese. Um, really funny, but the song titles, we got some hitters. We got one art entrance exam, vitamin C preceding visitor with the question mark favorite name fold balls uh, signature track which is called fold ball basic knowledge that's fucking sick that sounds like a poly six song to me where they're like they're calling themselves poly six and they're screaming at you uh we got it ate soba it is considerably fear 
It is not possible to compromise. Forward art, suspense theater. Most person sweet temptation of triangular pillar. That's a long one. Though it appeared mightily. Self introduction after all. Um, these are great. These are so good song titles. These are incredible song titles. Um, this is, some, I think, Hinamari sketches some of the best, like, lorem ipsum in anime because they always put some unique text in there and it's always complete nonsense, but it is always unique text. So good. Um, English song list is real good. There's also that one frame in this discussion where they're talking about the caterpillar at karaoke and it cuts to Yuno and Miyako. And I'm, it just looks exactly like Panny Pony Dash for one frame. It's so funny. They just do the big uh, droopy, um, I forgot that bitch's name, the teacher. Mrs. Massachusetts, Penny Pony Dash teacher. Rebecca? It's Rebecca, right? Rebecca Miyamoto. Yeah. They do the big Rebecca Miyamoto face for like one panel and it always cracks me up. One panel, one frame, whatever. Um, yeah. Oh, also one of my favorite jokes, hero hovering over the seat. Um, fantastic. And then they arrive home and... Not only did Yuno get a package, but Hiro got a package, much like I got to my house today. And not only did I get $10 for some reason, but one of my neighbors had a massive big package as well. Um, so I put that at her door. Not mine. Um, God, yeah. Many parallels between my life and hers. The only difference is I'm not singing karaoke. Um, I guess I could change that, but, you know, it's always hard to arrange stuff. You want to go with a big enough group to make it worth it. I think that four is a pretty sick karaoke group, though. I like all the shots where, like, the music is in the background and they're having a lively conversation over top of it and the karaoke is sort of just, like, set dressing for the group to hang out. Rather, I feel like in the West, karaoke, or I shouldn't say in the West, one of my fucking Nick Land, Jesus Christ. Um, in the West, I feel, oh my god, I did it again. In my experiences, karaoke is like a focal center for the activity. Um, they're very loud, boisterous rooms. I feel like the volume's always jacked up crazy high because they're like big drinking party events. They're very much for drinking, right? But the idea of like a private karaoke where like one friend is serenading the other three or four as they have like a nice chat and catch up is such a delightful time. I think I should arrange this. I'm going to make this happen. Um, I'm going to make this happen. If you're one of those four people, it's, it's coming to you. You sit tight. Look at your DMs. Um... I don't have much more to say about this. This one made me super... This one really got me, um, especially right now. Perfect weather. Um, perfect jacket weather as well. Walking home with your friends. Oh my god. Amazing. Amazing temperatures. Amazing temperatures, fantastic vibes, and free food all around. You really can't get much better than that. Um, I hope that Mr. Caterpillar eats well and gets really big and strong. I think we'll hear back from him later. Um, and you'll hear back from me later next time there is a Hitamari sketch episode on on the same day so until next time uh, do -de -da, da 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 da